0: and we're live welcome back to the midnight perspective episode four there's brandon
1: my name is Ammon. i'm your co-host all right and brandon is kind of your host but he didn't mention that
0: yeah I, I don't know i feel like we're in episode four now we can uh i feel like now we can just say "Welcome to Midnight perspective you fucks
1: <laughs> <I think laughs> let's get on with it i don't think that's how that works i, don't know <laughs> though. I mean nobody really knows this yet so like
0: no, but if they've made it to episode four, they've heard episodes one, two, and three. I think they get it. Although an intro would be kind of cool.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> this is midnight sure, dude. That'd be Dude, you're loving it.
0: <clears throat> you're loving
1: it. McDonald's don't come after us.
0: Yeah, for real. Don't don't come after us for uh, for that one. I'm I'm gonna get real close and personal with this. Uh, Computer, real fast, because I have a couple of things that I have loaded up and I have saved. Um, I've been doing a lot of work. Uh, for those of you who don't know, we are officially on almost every single podcasting platform. We're not on Buzzfeed yet, uh, but we're on Anchor. We're on Google Podcast. Uh, we're on Stitcher. We're on Castbox. Um, we're on Spotify, and we're on Spotify.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, There's like three that we're not a part of yet. So uh, feel free, honestly, personal recommendation. Listen through Spotify because it's free. But, you know, if you have your other preferred methods of listening, that's fine as well. Um, But I do do have a couple of things I want to talk about. First and foremost, actually. Second
1: and fifth most?
0: No, no, second and fifth most. Sorry, I'm in the the middle of a... Of, of smoking a cigarette. But I, I do have uh, one thing that I did want to actually ask you, and it's about bartending. So, um, you tried bitters for the very first time just solo.
1: I did, yeah. It's fucking bitters by itself. Have you ever tried bitters by itself? No, you haven't. No, you haven't.
0: Yeah, I tell you that all the time. I was like, it looks like it isn't very appetizing by itself.
1: Bitters, for those who don't know, when you make an old-fashioned, bitters is the second alcoholic ingredient. Um... You only use, like, two dashes, three dashes, maybe four dashes of bitters, which is, like, a total of eight drops in a drink. It's really strong. Yeah. Yeah. So for it, how
0: much you put in a drink for it to be that overpowering, at, at least part of, like, a drink's recipe? Yeah, seriously. For it's, only a couple dashes?
1: It's not good. Uh, it's not good. Let's, let's leave it to that. It tastes like an extremely alcoholic cinnamon. You were to put a cinnamon stick in a bottle of vodka and leave it there for twelve years. That tastes, oh, Jesus. That tastes exactly like what I imagine bitters as, or what I experience bitter as.
0: Well, okay. So, <clears throat> when you say cinnamon, do you mean like spiced cinnamon, or just like like no. cinnamon ch- like the cinnamon on a pancake?
1: No, I mean like. Cinnamon or are we talking sticks. about like
0: cinnamon, like through fireball whiskey cinnamon?
1: No, I mean like cinnamon sticks.
0: Ooh. No, bueno. no. Not for me.
1: It, I mean, it's not for me. Hey, like it's there. It's good. I, I, I respect it for what it is.
0: I, I respect it for being cinnamon flavored. It's a, a strong take to go after. not going to lie. Um,
1: <clears throat> I respect it because like an, a a good old fashioned, a well made old fashioned is phenomenal. But for the people who drink bitters and soda, go fuck yourself. <laughs> There's something wrong with
0: you. We have to get Sam on this podcast before we leave to Seattle.
1: Oh, we're going to. It's going to happen.
0: Is it going to happen? I haven't talked to her in a long ass time.
1: It's going to happen. I've talked I talked to her. Is like she interested in being on the ago.
0: podcast? Does she want to?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think. Or is I, she
0: just like, yeah, okay, whatever. I you think she's intrigued
1: enough. <laughs> I mean, she was kind of more like on the side of like, you're a fucking nerd. But I think she's intrigued enough to get on the podcast.
0: Here's the thing though, Cameron wasn't very big on the whole thing. He was like, Okay, yeah, cool, it's a podcast, whatever. Then he hopped on. After that hour, he was like, Okay, yeah, this is pretty sick. Yeah,
1: for sure. Cameron was like, Oh, can I jump on this more often? We we're like, mm, we'll see.
0: <laughs> we'll see now. Yeah. Now now we'll withhold it from you, make yeah. you want it more. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, man. It's the, the theory of conversation mm-hmm. is a spectacular thing. People are cool, people are, are are amazing to talk to. It's fun to pick people's brains. I do have uh Something that I was going to ask you like two episodes ago, and it like escaped my mind. I think just straight whiskey is the way to go. Again, like interview mode.
1: Really? You're, re- you're doing well, this is a whiskey, whiskey and ginger. ginger, but. It's an apple whiskey, right? The- no, it's oh, just no, makers, water- makers' It's just yeah, makers', yeah.
0: Makers. But I think like as it started watering down or something, I don't know. It's I'm in interview mode. Oh. Okay. I'm in interview okay. mode. I don't know. Wow. Anyway, um, yeah, it's. A- I don't know. Anyway. So a question I wanted to ask you, because uh, we, we had like a long segment about bartending on episode two, I think, a, pr- a pretty decent one. Yeah. Um, but I never actually asked you why you got into bartending. What, where was the, where was yeah. the, where did you, was it just a, I have this friend, it's a job, it's a gig, or was it like you saw it somewhere, or was it just like a spark of the moment, like, fuck it, I need a job?
1: Um, interesting question. Um, I'm going to give you a really long answer, if you don't mind. That's fine okay so i initially so i i was in college at the time i was um starting to be an accountant and um i think it was end of my second semester and i was like well it's like winter now like i need a job for christmas break i need to make some money right and i was like well let's jump over to schweitz mountain it's my hometown ski resort um I'd skied there for a few years. I was like, let's let's get a job there. And so I applied to be a busser at one of the restaurants there, one of the higher-end restaurants on the resort. And they actually denied me. They said no.
0: No, you can't bus our dirty-ass tables. Yeah, dead-ass. <laughs> they uh,
1: gave me no response. And then I applied for a real t- retail position on the same mountain. Um, and after two days, they are like, hey, come in. We want to interview you. We'll probably hire you. And so I jumped over, got a retail position within a couple of days, was working and then about a week after I was working on the mountain um, as a basically just a cashier, um, I got an email from the restaurant that I applied to. It was like, hey, I, we need bussers.
0: Oh, shit. Okay. Anybody want to work as a you, if you don't mind me asking, what were you selling in retail at this Schweitzer? Snowboarding gear?
1: Yeah, it was It was mainly snowboarding gear. Um, you're looking at, like, this specific store, their main focus was goggles. Um, okay, so, so like an Oakley's, but for... Oakley, no, it's Oakley goggles and Smith oh. goggles was nice. always sold. It was, those are the two Does top. Ray-Ban make goggles? Not that I'm aware of. Them. I mean, they probably do, but, like, they're not in the top. Representatives of it. Oakland and Smith. Smith is probably the top. They're the number one representative of ski goggles, snowboarding goggles. Um, Oakley's probably number two.
0: Yeah, Oakley's are nice. I've owned four pairs of way too expensive glasses. That's I've lost same. all of them. Oh, same. Every every single pair of like $400, $300, $500 yeah. glasses I've ever bought. Yeah. Nah, I get it. Within like three months or so, I lose them.
1: I. So, my Smith sunglasses that I ended up getting as a prize um, for working at the job and doing a phenomenal job at my job, um, I lost them about nine, ten months after I got them. They're still like, they were a $300 pair of
0: fucking sunglasses. It's still a fresh wound. Yeah. On the soles about Yeah. Still upset about it. Yeah. <laughs> still, okay, still Smith, upset about if you're it. listening,
1: send me a new pair. <laughs> um, so I was bossing, I moved to, by the, probably close to the end of the snowboarding season, I moved to serving. Um, okay. And I was like, damn, this is fucking great money. I'm making like 200 to $300 a shift. Nice. And the more I talked to people and the more I partied, the more I did crazy dumb shit. I kind of heard stories of people who were bartending. And I was like, damn, they're making
0: like twice what I am.
1: I'm going to do that.
0: Fair enough. <laughs> and then that's where the whole bartending thing kicked in? Yep. That's, that's where when I started When did you learning. develop your – you would you say you have a passion for bartending now?
1: Oh, for sure. I,
0: when, did, when did that happen? Was it after you started bartending, right before?
1: I would say that it was kind of in the middle of my beginning, if that makes sense. It was – I started learning bartending. I was just kind of like, oh, sure, this is like a good way to great, make great money. Right, um, But then there's one specific moment that I can think of. I went to Spokane, Washington, mm-hmm. um, and we went to this kind of hole-in-the-wall place. It was me and one of my friends, Jackie, who will probably be a guest on this podcast eventually. If um, she's down. Nah, she will.
0: She'll be on this. <laughs> um <coughs> She's chill as fuck. But 10 days and we hit the road with the podcast.
1: Yeah, we're going to head up Seattle.
0: All of it. Are we going to interview anybody in Idaho? Because you said we're stopping by Idaho, right?
1: Yeah, I'm hoping to interview one or two bartenders there. We'll see what happens. I don't know. I don't know who is going to be actually down for it. We'll see. Like, I'm really hoping. I have high
0: hopes for. Worst case scenario, we just pick up a random person.
1: Well, hey
0: I know, you, you're cool. Wanna be on a podcast? Yeah,
1: I know a few people in the
0: area. I'm
1: hoping there's one specific bar. It's called the Sandbar right now. Uh, is bar it bar.
0: an actual sandbar? No, it's not. Oh. Uh-uh. Uh, I always wanted to go to one of those. It's super
1: dive bar. Um, I fucking love it. It's one of my favorite places. The bartender there, the head bartender, his name is Chingo. Chingo? Yeah, Chingo.
0: Um, that's a Exotic name. <laughs>
1: no, nah, he's a good bartender. Um, he's the first person to introduce me to a good margarita. I would love to interview him, but we'll see what happens. Okay. Um, where was I going?
0: Uh, passion for bartending.
1: Oh, there we go. Okay. Sorry, I'm pretty fucking drunk. I've been drinking with uh, your parents all night. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, yeah. Been, been there. Yeah, yeah. Many yeah. times. Yo, actually, side note, um, Caleb and Eddie's birthday. Happy birthday. It's tomorrow. Sorry, not tomorrow, Saturday. Yeah. Um, Probably going to be heading to my friend's place afterwards or sometime in the middle of it. But I definitely want to catch Caleb and yeah. get him on the podcast. Caleb oh, is so dope. into podcasting, dude. I He's been wanting to make something called the Flannel Panel, and I don't even know what it's about for the longest time.
1: I have no clue.
0: That's an intriguing idea. I would
1: love to get fucking Caleb on the podcast. That'd be fucking sick. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean... I'm not going to be home until 2 a.m. I'm bartending all night that night.
0: It's okay. He'll be like... I won't be here. Oh, he'll be on drugs. He'll be on drugs. I won't be here. I'll
1: probably be on drugs by the time you get back. If you get back that night.
0: If. Yeah. Big if. Big, big if. Yeah, because it's their birthday... And then it's also my friends Kylie and Michael's birthday, the friends I tell you about.
1: Yeah. Told me. I think you should come back at like <laughs> 2 or 3 a.m. Like Uber over, Uber back. Just.
0: I'm, I'm going to have to drive there. Oh, yeah. They live in Apache Junction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's real, real, real far away yeah. from here. So I either get pissed drunk while I'm there and stay the night or do something stupid and drive home. Yeah, uh, stay there. Stay there. Uh, and, or,
1: I appreciate you too much for you to do some dumb shit like that. I hope my city. mom doesn't
0: ever listen to this podcast, but I'm pretty sure she she's, already knows. Yeah, any time she's that going I've, an, any time that I've ever gone to Michael and I have always driven home.
1: Well, fucking don't this time. But I never drive because home I drunk.
0: I never drive home like drunk. I've yeah. never driven. Dr- correction: I have driven drunk one time in my life. It was very scary.
1: We're not going to talk about the amount of times that I've driven drunk.
0: I've never driven drunk. Like, I've drank before and then driven. But, see, like, here's my thing, though, right? <clears throat> I know how alcohol works to a T, and I know my limit yeah. pretty pretty much. I know when I'm getting close to my limit, and I know when I need to drive. So yeah. if I'm going there, and let's say I get to their party or whatever at, like, I don't know, say 10 p.m., Yeah, and I drink until midnight, yeah. I can't leave until 3 in the morning. But I also have to eat food. Yep. Yeah, That's the same rule I've always followed whenever I leave there. I never go like, oh, okay, yeah, let me just drown a barrel of jungle juice and then hop on the road. Yeah,
1: no, I get it. It's a it. bad idea. My, my thing is like, as bad as this is, it's super dependent on the area. Here in the city, I wouldn't drink after two drinks. Or I wouldn't drive after two drinks. Like, I'm, two drinks, I'm done. But... Up on the mountain, four drinks, okay, you're good.
0: Well, yeah, and that's the other thing, though, too, is, like, whenever I'm leaving their place, it's sometimes, like, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, there's no cars on the road. Yeah. They live in the middle of nowhere.
1: It's different when there's not people on the road. When there's people on the road and you know it's going to be busy, you fucking stay off the roads. You know, yeah, yeah. You're fucking stupid if you're getting on the roads at fucking 2
0: a.m. Although... Despite my hypocrisy right here, ladies and gentlemen, don't drink and drive. I'm just an idiot.
1: Yeah, no, we're both just fucking drunk bartenders. We're alcoholics as fuck. Don't do what we do.
0: <laughs> yeah, don't do what we do. Period.
1: Ever. Yeah. <coughs> um, Period.
0: But. <laughs> this action was done by, by professionals.
1: Do you know <laughs> 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 oh, that's
0: funny shit, man. Um. Okay, so yeah, you have you have okay. a you have a you have a passion
1: for bartending. But when did you? Uh... Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna finish this yeah. like really elongate the story. Sorry. very quickly. You're all good. Um, my passion for bartending came while I was working on this mountain. Um, basically, while I was working there, server bartender, I was ser- I was serving training to be a bartender, and I had to learn probably 45 different wines their different flavor profiles all of that along with all of the liquors that we carried um, five different gins um, Wow probably probably like 10 to twelve different whiskeys three different scots uh, probably six different scotches it's I basically just had to learn about 150 to 200 different Liquors and wines um,
0: on, their backs, there.
1: on their base, just like what they are as a whole. Um, and as I like learned those things it it just became more and more intriguing to me to learn like bourbon bourbon, for example, is only made in Kentucky. If a whiskey is not made in Kentucky, it is it's not whiskey. bourbon yeah, it's just it whiskey. Is whiskey if champagne is not made in the Champagne region of France, it is just sparkling wine. Yep. If cognac is not made in the cognac region of France, it is whatever the fuck it
0: is. Side note. It's not cognac. Did you know in that year, we're in 2022? It's four years now. Ladies and gentlemen, four years from now, Hennessy will be extinct. It's an actual thing. So Hennessy, cognac, is made from something called the Water of Life in France a limited resource on the planet Earth. A tree. Yeah. And in the next four years, we will run out of the water of life. That doesn't exactly mean that Hennessy as a whole is going to be completely extinct. Yeah. That does mean is they're going to have to find a way to make a synthetic version of the water of life. Basically, to my understanding, the water of life comes from... It's, it's in France. It's in this cave. that was formed from a volcano. Mm-hmm. and there's a naturally occurring like waterfall in there, and the water of life drips from the minerals off of the salactites from the volcanic like, eruption or something, mm-hmm. and it's this like, ultra-purified mineral water.
1: Interesting.
0: But there's I don't remember exactly why. I read it somewhere, but I don't remember exactly why, but in the next four years, we won't have any more of it, which means we'll have to synthetically create it, which does mean, like, if you can get your hands on like a bottle of just Hennessy XO from France, a three hundred dollar bottle of 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 uh, of, uh, of Hennessy, cognac. Cognac. cognac, yeah, and hold on to it. Ten years from now, it's gonna be worth like thirty grand.
1: Eh, don't do that though, because bartenders hate everybody who orders Hennessy. <laughs> I'm <just> joking. <laughs> Potentially good investment, but fuck you
0: here's what you do you go to a liquor store you buy a bottle of Hennessy XO you wait for this drought to happen and you wait like five years prior you post that bitch on eBay and you go on vacation (laughs) then you go on vacation easy bottle never opened still the same
1: nah you're right you're right you know what I mean my problem with Hennessy okay I don't know if you've had this same experience for me if somebody orders a shot of Hennessy Hennessy like just Orders a shop, maybe two for the person next to him. Shout out to a Hennessy. I immediately give them worse service because I know for goddamn, they're not going to tip for shit.
0: So it's, it's a thing.
1: Have you, have you experienced this or no? Just say yes or no.
0: No, no, y- y- yes and no. I've s- had people who have ordered Hennessy and tipped like dog shit for sure, but I've also had. At Benihana's, I've also had people order, like, really high-end, super, like, golden flakes in the glass, like, gold Schlager type Hennessy drinks. Well, yeah, that's different. And they're, like, ballin'.
1: That's different. I mean, like, straight, just give me a shot of Hennessy.
0: I actually, crazy story, I had a really rich uh, person come into Benihana's once, and he asked me, he asked me and the chef at the table, I fucking wish I got this answer right, what the price of his Rolex was. I was way off. Way off. I didn't know Rolexes were that expensive.
1: Rolexes are expensive.
0: I didn't know that. I don't know shit about watches. (laughs) The chef, really close. I think it was like 50 digits off. Yeah. The dude gave him the price of his Rolex and tip. Jesus Christ. Yeah. He was like, oh, $36,000? You got it. Damn. Boom. Dude quit his job right there.
1: Oh, I would have too.
0: He was like, fuck this place. He finished cooking the dude's food and whatever, but by the time he went back, I can I go smoke a cigarette? Yeah, sure, you got it. It didn't come back. Yeah, it didn't come back. No. It's just like, be, <laughs> yeah, it was like, fuck this place. Yeah, it was It was crazy. Also, the other day, I had a good Samaritan act, probably a really dangerous one. Yeah, yeah. Me, and my, me and my friends were hanging out, and um, <clears throat> we were at the gas station getting gas, because mm-hmm. I was scoundreling them for gas money. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> As I do. Yeah. And uh, we're, I'm sitting there filling up my pump, and this dude just like, from right behind the pump, like I'm, like we're all sitting there. We don't know he's there. I'm pumping gas, and then, like, just like peeks his head out of the side of the pump. Like, hey, we're like, oh shit, hi. He's like, hey, I live up uh, here. Can you uh, can you give me a ride? I'll give you gas money once we get there. I was like, yeah, sure, fuck it, hop in. So he hops in. He takes hits from our vapes. We get a little information from him. He just got out of prison for armed robbery. Oh Jesus. <laughs> damn. And he was like halfway along the way, I was like, you don't have to pay me gas money, it's fine. He's like, okay, cool, can you drop me at this Burger King? I was like, yeah. He was a really nice guy. He was a nice dude, cool, whatever, left us alone or whatever, but it was just the fact that it was like
1: Yeah, it just popped up. Like, well, oh, it, well, here's All the right.
0: thing here's the thing though, like right, like if he had gone to jail for murder, that would suck. Armored robbery. <laughs> That also sucks. But if he'd gone to jail for like, I don't know, shoplifting or graffiti or a hit and run or something like that or like drugs. Right. I'd have been like, you know, yeah, okay, whatever, cool. I'll take you to this place. I'll be a good yeah. Samaritan cuz I want the karma points. But get the but, fuck out of my car when we get but there. Armed
1: robbery like, oh yeah, shit. Yeah, armed robbery?
0: Like I'm sitting here yeah. thinking like this dude's wearing gloves the entire time he's with us and he's got face on his head. Like what if he's going to arm rob us? Yeah, damn. I almost got to a point where I was just like, hey dude, like, if you think about pulling a gun on us to steal all of our money, just know we are all literally broke. Spent the last of my money at that pump. I will show you my wallet. I ain't got shit. You can take all my credit cards that's and fair, give a fuck. I have no money.
1: That's good for you, though. I fucking, okay, this is a fucking funny <clears throat> yeah, story. yeah, nothing happened. So, I pulled up to this gas station and <laughs> this was like right after my shift. It's like 12.30 a.m. Um, and my fucking vape was out of juice, and I was like, "Fuck, I need something." So I pull up and I'm walking in, and I'm like, "I'm just gonna buy whatever vape they have." I give no shits; like, just give me whatever. Um. <laughs> and so as I'm walking in, there's this this guy, um, super like, I don't know, his jeans were all ripped up, like basically. Was like, he emo? No, I wouldn't define him define him as email.
0: Skater boy, she said, see you later, boy? No. Probably not. Do you you know what that was? Yes, I do know what that was.
1: Um, (laughs) Yeah, but as I'm walking in, this guy's like, yo, can you buy me a caramel chocolate
0: bar? And I was like... Specifically of the caramel variant. Yeah, I was like, you want
1: a caramel... Taco Bell. like that's
0: that Only is craving your, caramel. that's
1: that's your request like i'm walking get this i'm I'm walking in, in my work clothes so i'm wearing a dress up shirt slack nice fucking shoes like I'm wearing oh your bartender shoes. get up yeah, yeah yeah, yeah, my bartender get by up by the way, wearing, I
0: wish I could walk around everywhere in public in that get up I used to get so many we'll segue into this conversation later, finish your story, yeah
1: no, I get it, but like I'm wearing nice clothes i have, I mean, not that he knew this, but I have $300 in my pocket just in cash that I have no plans for. Uh, because that was, like, my making of the night. And I was like, you want a fucking caramel bar? Like, that's it? And he's like, yeah, it's all, it's all I'm willing to ask you for. And so I go in and I fucking buy him two fucking caramelos and a couple bucks of chips and sodas. I bought him a whole bunch of shit. Nice. And I walked out and I gave him thirty bucks on top of it. And it, I mean it cost me like fifty bucks, but he like looks at me and he was like, Are you serious? And I was like, bro, like I hope you find a better place in life. Like Yeah. I hope I hope that this helps you to get to a better place. And I fucking saw him two days ago. And he's wearing better clothes right now. He's like actually like wearing jeans where he he wasn't wearing jeans before he's like actually wearing jeans and a fucking t-shirt and i was like oh dude go you hell yeah i hope that my money helped you fucking get there it's fucking cool though but i i i didn't talk to him but i saw him i was headed out from fucking total wine after buying like fucking four bottles of mead fucking dumbass Hey. Fucking drinking all my mead hey. and I had to go buy more.
0: Hey, <laughs> L- listen here. Shit's good, okay? No, it's phenomenal. Mead is really good. Don't doubt it till you try it. It's super good. Every time I drink mead, though, oh, man. I think it kicks something into my, like, it stir Mead changes me to changes the it. core. Really? Pretty close. Like, if I'm not careful... Pretty close, Changed, like it, it hits me on like a genetic scale.
1: Okay, I need you to go into depth on what the fuck you're talking. So that about. other night that when confused? I was drunk as fuck, that off was of last me, night.
0: Last, no, the night before. No, that the, was the, the, no, oh, no. You're right. Night night the night before. before. Night right, before. Right. Um, when I called out of work. Um, <laughs> I went into the shower, and I literally started talking to myself. In the shower, in an Irish accent, and I know it sounds like really crazy, but it was a, uh, was a whole an un- like a whole absolute like fucking thing. It was, it was absolutely ridiculous. And I think the the one thing that I do remember saying more than anything else over and over again was I was trying to convince, <laughs> I was trying to convince myself <coughs> to uh, take myself I was trying to convince myself to take myself out for drinks but I was being a prude I guess about going to get something to drink I don't know it was it was it was a really confusing experience but that being said uh it changes me on like a genetic scale I don't know if it's where it's from or what but it was uh, it was it was a pretty intense experience. Did you just grab me? A, oh my gosh! Where'd you find these? Who's are these? Who's who do these belong to? Ladies and gentlemen, I've been talking to myself for the last ten minutes. Hammond wasn't here. He went to go get more booze and Malibu uh, I mean and cigarettes. Ten minutes, Jesus! That was only like forty-five seconds. You're right. It, it was like forty-five seconds. Hey. It was an awkward experience. Okay, I was missing my co-host. My friend wasn't here. I was talking to myself. Nah, Basically, you're right, you're right. the moral of the story was: is I got drunk as fuck on mead, and I was talking to myself in an Irish accent in yeah, the shower.
1: No, I, I realized I I knew that,
0: and I was trying I to talk myself. I knew that. So like, it was me in an Irish accent talking <laughs> to myself because there's nobody else there. Now, I know. about taking myself.
1: I was in my room,
0: out to go get a Listening drink.
1: To your dumb ass. Yeah,
0: it was it was a fucking experience. Yeah. So I think. That Mead, if I'm not careful,
1: brings out the Irish version of Mead, you, which is not a good one. What?
0: <laughs> Fuck <laughs> off, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, was it,
1: was, uh, it was an experience <clears throat> that we don't want to experience twice.
0: Well, and it's funny because when I was in high school, I used to yell at people with an Irish accent as well. I don't know exactly how much of our, like, family genetics is Irish, but I know nobody else in our entire family gets that way. Maybe it's because of, like, I I don't know, YouTube videos or something I've seen. Yeah. Have you ever heard my mom or anybody yell at anybody in an Irish accent?
1: That's fair. You know?
0: Nobody. But I was, like, in high school, like, sweet Mother Teresa on the hood of a Mercedes Benz, (laughs) like, just fucking yelling at people, dude.
1: My whole family is that. Not my whole family. A lot of my cousins are that way. Um, I would love to get some of my cousins onto this fucking podcast. I think it would be funny as shit. Um, so, my, all of my family, um, literally like all of my cousins, they're all, not all Mormon, but the majority are ex Mormon.
0: It's um, funny whenever somebody comes up to me and they say that they're an ex Mormon. I feel like the recognition they're trying to get is like for me to say that you're like an ex con Marine. No way, you're ex-Mormon? Uh, no! I don't know.
1: I I not know. I get that, but it's like...
0: I've it, heard Jack Mormon. What's the difference between ex-Mormon and Jack Mormon?
1: Jack Mormon is somebody who's pretending to still be a Mormon, but doing all the shit that an ex-Mormon does. So you're a normal person, but you're still pretending to be a Mormon.
0: Like drinking soda? Mormon.
1: No, I mean, so like drinking... Okay, okay. One of the weirdest things that I experienced, BYU, Idaho. I went to BYU, right? For a semester. Um, they have like energy drink. Um,
0: the blood of Christ. Uh, what the fuck is that called? As an energy drink?
1: Oh, I can't think of the word of that. Uh, the machines that dispense them. You know what I'm saying? A vending about? machine? Vending machine.
0: Jesus Christ. I'm drunk. <laughs> fuck
1: off. So they have energy drink vending machines in every apartment building, <laughs> as well as everywhere around campus. They're fucking everywhere, like the
0: machines that dispense yeah,
1: liquid. Yeah, you know what I was talking about. No, shut the fuck up. All right, chill. Anyways, point being, they had those everywhere. Um, okay. Like you, you could walk. <clears throat> three apartments down and get a fucking energy drink from the vending machine, because there's a vending machine right there.
0: And Mormons aren't machine. allowed to indulge in caffeine.
1: Wrong.
0: Wait, what? Wrong. I, thought, I thought they couldn't drink coffee because it has caffeine.
1: That's their dumbass excuse. It's wrong, though. It's, it's not true. It's, it's not true. It's, that is their excuse, is the caffeine, because that's the easiest explanation. But every single fucking Mormon you will ever fucking talk to drinks energy drinks. Period. And everybody knows that energy drinks typically have more caffeine than the average cup of coffee. The truth of that, of that little situation, it's black. You're not
0: supposed to indulge in addiction.
1: from Damn it! I mean that's I mean that's true. That's the idea, but the the truth of coffee is that in the Book of Mormon it is said to not drink hot drinks. Basically, I don't know the exact wording.
0: Hold on, hot drinks. Hot Hot drinks. The temperature. It's not the the temperature. It it says hot drinks. Elohim is prejudiced against the temperature of liquid.
1: Amen. Yes. (laughs) No, that ass says hot drinks. Which?
0: I'm sorry to anybody who's a Mormon that's listening to this, but I don't blame you
1: no, for striking maybe against maybe. that, because that's... If you're still in that shit, you're dumb. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, how do you go to hell for drinking a drink that's hot? That No hot chocolate?
1: No, that's not true. Nope. Mm-mm. They drink hot chocolate all the time. But
0: hot chocolate's hot.
1: Yeah, nobody gives a shit. Oh they, my gosh. The, the prophet. Prophet of the Mormon Church. Who the fuck believes there's actually still
0: a prophet in this world? Raise your hand. I can't see it. Hat, there's a pope. Catholicism. <laughs> no, do you see him during COVID? He was wearing.
1: Pope is different though. Pope yeah, but isn't... the
0: Pope was wearing a full hazmat suit made of gold.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're not wrong. That, it's That's it's insane. Uh, cool. Good for them. Whatever. I'm an ex-Mormon, so my my bias is. Super against Mormons, just because I fucking love that shit and I know a lot of shit about it.
0: (laughs) Do you know Cameron tried to convince me of what? To become a Mormon?
1: Oh no, everybody has.
0: Well, but he wasn't trying to convince me for like religious reasons. It was during a point in my life where I was like, and I'm still in that point. I'm lonely as shit. (laughs) Yeah, I I have no women. I'm a bartender. I have no women in my life, and I have no courage when it comes to talking to women. I just melt and go. (inaudible) <inaudible> unless I'm shit face drunk but then they can smell the liquor on my breath and they hate me for it and even
1: then you're like exactly but
0: during this time he was like dude come to church with me he was like why and he was like target rich environment I was like oh my god that's,
1: <laughs> uh, that's some rape <clears> shit I'm <almost. clears throat>
0: <Yeah. clears throat> well I mean he was like 16 at the time oh so you were like <clears throat> 16 at the time. Exactly. So he was like, You want a girlfriend?
1: How close are you guys in age? You're like months, right? Are you older or younger than Cameron? I think. When's your birthday?
0: Mine's September 22nd. Of what year? 1999.
1: Oh, okay. So you're older than that I am. Yeah. He's a 2000 baby.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So kind I'm. That's weird. I'm too, th- yeah. I'm No.
1: Too, no. He's not? He's a 99. He's a month younger than me. So that means he's, he's, oh, damn, that's weird.
0: He's older than me. Yeah,
1: he's a month. Okay, so I'm June. He's July. You're September.
0: He's a couple months older than me.
1: He's a month older than you.
0: July. What's the number? Nine. September. October, November, December. No, September what? 22nd. 22nd.
1: His is July 27th.
0: January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, oh, I September.
1: August. I did always. Yeah, okay. so he's like so almost he's 2, two months. months older than me. Yeah. Yes.
0: But point is, he was like, "Hey, all these Mormon chicks." And I, to to his di- to his dismay, I did not go. But,
1: hey, I mean, good for you.
0: Controversially, a couple years after I was in high school, Hanging out with my buddy Chaz. C-H-A-Z. Chaz. Yeah. Um, And we were hanging out with some chicks. They just so happened to be Mormons. They had this house that they were doing this pool party at. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were all Jack Mormons. So it was beer pong and stuff. And the person's house was one of the more important people in the church or something that just allowed this to happen. Uh, And so I went to, yeah, and I I just went to this Mormon party. Not a Mormon. And I was hit on like crazy. Yeah. Like cra- nothing came from it. But yeah, there's a bunch of chicks in bikinis and everything. I was like, oh.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, maybe he was right. Maybe he had something, you know, going for him. That- I feel like that's the whole reason behind church, though, is that even if you're not, let's say you go to church and you originally believe in a higher power. Yes. And you right. have like a righteous glory goal or whatever. I want to right. be part of the 144,000 if you're Jehovah Witness yeah, or you know, whatever. Go on. But I feel like the people who eventually stop leaving, it's hard to leave, not because of just, like, the backlash they might get or the abandoning of a religion, like, on your conscience. Because mm-hmm. what if it is real? You abandon it, you know, whatever. <clears throat> and then you, you're you damned for life or whatever. Unless you, like, repent your sins or something. But, it's
1: hard because you're living in a culture.
0: Yeah, you're you're losing a community of mm-hmm. people. You know, I didn't know this, but... Um, One of my buddies, Jose, was Catholic. This was a really, really long time ago. I think I was like maybe 10. Yeah. Like a decade or more, like 12 years ago.
1: Yeah.
0: But I used to go stay the night at his house on like Saturdays. Right. And on Sundays, because I was staying the night at his house, Mm -hmm. I had to go to church with him. But he went to like an exclusively like Hispanic Catholic church. Yeah. Nobody spoke English, and they all prayed, and with the Padres to at the sample I learned that from spending the night at his house a bunch of times, from Damn. having to go to church with him. Right. But they used to have, like, soccer tournaments, and they had, like, these get-togethers, they had cookouts, they had all this stuff. And I was like, I, could, I can later in life now see that even if you're willing to reckless abandon religion... You're where you know you don't you don't actually believe in it, so you don't believe that you're going to go to hell, or right. or you might not care about the backlash, or you might not even get any backlash from family members. You just le- you you're losing like friends man. and yeah. the community, and like, what are you going to do on Sundays now? Like, For can can, no, I, yeah. can I still talk to these people? You know, yeah, it's like yeah, and, you're you're and, ditching a friend group,
1: and basically you can't talk to those people. Like, you genuinely do lose like like the biggest part of Mormonism that sucked to me as I'm a logical thinker. I am a, I'm a person that thinks about the financial risks that I'm taking before I think about almost anything else. So like leaving the Mormon church meant leaving a community that honestly, it could, they could set me up. Like,
0: like Yeah, that's another I thing. I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but you could take a really shitty place in the world pop a church town. Within like five years, yeah, crazy nice neighborhood with fountains, fresh grass, and everything. Happened up in, uh, in, I think, in Maricopa, Arizona, not too long ago. They popped this really nice cathedral down. Now everybody's a dentist. <laughs> it's ridiculous. No,
1: everybody's a dentist. <laughs> Just, no, I don't it's, know what it is.
0: They all work in teeth now.
1: No, I get you. It's it's interesting. Like when you look into Mormonism, all of the higher ups, like the quote quote unquote apostles and prophets all of them went to medical school. Every single of them, every single one of them, except for maybe the lawyers of the group were in the medical school. And not even just in the medical medical school, but like were good parts of the medical school. Yeah, like, they're not
0: like the, nurses of, assistant. They're fucking brain surgeons, no, surgeons dentists, assistants. fucking and, like Psychiatrists.
1: No, yeah, it's heart surgeons. <clears throat> there's there's one of them. I don't remember what the fuck his name is, but he he worked on four or five of the first heart surgeries that were like there are now. There are current heart heart surgeries that are going on every day. But like
0: he formulated the method. He he helped to formulate the method of these
1: and. I mean, hell, good for him. Like he's Mormon. Yeah, that's what a hell, hell of an achievement. What what the fuck does Christ have to do with I that? I think what it is I is am it's so that am so drunk, I'm slurring so bad. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> it's good. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just. You have inns because you're part of a communal network that you can be like, look, I'm trying to do this thing. They're like, cool, you went yeah. to school now. I'll get you in at my hospital, whatever. Mm-hmm. People will break their back for you to help you out. You're part of the community. You grew up with them, whatever you know them. They're all family members.
1: No, made. that's exactly what it is. <clears throat> that that was my same thing. Like,
0: something to that, to that effect, for sure.
1: If If I had stayed in the Mormon church and gone into what I was going into at the time, which was construction, I mean, because I was part of the church... And because that was part of, like, the in-group, per se, I mean, I went from the foot person at the job site to the skid steer operate operator within about a month and a half to the excavator operator, which fucking doesn't happen, within about four months of me working. I then went into, like, the full-on demolition and all of that within... I mean, it took me nine months to be the foreman, which is like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, I'm I'm fucking twenty one years old. How am I the foreman of this fucking? I was making twenty six an, an hour, twenty seven or an hour. That's good money. I think it was twenty six fifty about. Um, but it was just like, I'm only making this kind of money because. The fucking boss is Mormon, yeah. and I am the bishop's son.
0: I mean, I'm about to hop into construction work again for the third time. This one, this time, it's a little bit different. Uh, surveying's a little weird. You're climbing in and out of manholes, looking. So the entire idea behind the job is actually electrical theory, as I'm learning. Um, just fucking like my mic. Hold on. But it's like a kind of like being in. You're being an elect. I'm. I'm I'm going to be training to be an electrician, because that's how surveyors do things. They can't just like look at a blueprint and be like, "Hey, the water's here, it's spray painted blue." Yeah,
1: no, they have to climb
0: down a manhole, which is to, leads to like an underground shelter, to do a ticket, and they test all of these like electrical wires inside of this cabinet. And then when they're done, they get back up top with a machine, and they go, "Okay, I'm going to use this toning device. It's going to release a tone. Is this residual power bleeding out from somewhere, or is this where the actual line is at?" Okay, now I spray paint it, kind of thing. Yeah. It's electrical theory. You're following electrical currents the whole time. And that's why it's like four months, or not four months, sorry, a month of, of just straight training. Right. Um, but it's not my aspiration. I like it because it's going gonna, it's gonna to help me out. It's going to give me that work truck. It's going to help me, you know, whatever, do shit. Yeah, but It's,
1: it's going to make you money, but at the end of the day, are you passionate about it? I'm no, not. I'm passionate about bartending.
0: Not. That's the whole reason for the for the Seattle move, man. Yeah, it's, I'm, uh, it's the
1: whole reason for this podcast. As much as like we
0: are the Midnight Perspective,
1: we're just gonna talk about whatever the fuck we talk about. Like at the end of the day, it's we want to talk about bartending, guys. We, we want to teach you about drinks. Eventually, we're gonna get into TikToking and all of that stuff. I'm like, I already have my TikTok starting the the ex Mormon on TikTok, the ex Mormon bartender on TikTok.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, the but the thing that concerns me about for. talking about bartending all the time. Is, I mean, eventually we will probably run out of stuff to talk about. Ah, uh, there's a lot yeah. to cover, but if this podcast goes on long enough, we'll probably reach a.
1: Oh no, for sure, it's going to reach a point where it's like, Monday. There's going to be mundane conversation in between episodes for sure, like without oh, But at the end of the day, like the conversation of. Bartending stories, like what we experience. Yeah, like, exactly, exactly. Bro, it's I got this chick today. <laughs> yeah, know, like, bro. Gonna, there's gonna be stories <laughs> that are worthwhile. There are gonna be things that are worthwhile to talk about. And for sure. And I, I think, just,
0: I like the way that you describe it. Whenever we go to hang out or whatever, and you introduce me, you're like, we're both bartenders. I'm like, I haven't bartended in over a month.
1: Now we're both. I'm like, I'm like so.
0: washing cars right now, and then I'm about to go to learn electrical theory. Right. But it's like, and yeah, obviously my goal is to get back to bartending for sure. But
1: it's not a, a, I'm going to cut you off. I'm sorry. But it's not a like, yeah, like I did this once thing. It's I, I fucking bartended. I've been through that. I know the experience. I know what you're going through as well as I know the theory. I know what you're talking about. I know. Like, you want to talk about a Moscow mule and you want to talk about, like, you want to go into the details of the basic drinks, I know what you're talking about. And then to go even further about that, like, hey, make a drink out of this, 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 and this. I want something that tastes sweet as fuck, like Cameron will always ask for. Right. It's, I mean, the difference of, hey, I want to incorporate this dark rum and this fucking peanut butter and jelly mead. And a drink you made something completely different than I did you 're a fucking bartender, like period of story, you know how to work with those things uh, and and that 's the fucking beauty of bartending is that you and I are going to make completely different drinks like that 's true it 's fucking it's beautiful true. dude yeah it's well that 's the I thing that i've a, always
0: that 's where my passion for bartending came from because I had no. I could have stuck climbing phone Towers and be making tons of money still. But yeah. uh, I chose to go with bartending because I got like a stroke of passion and I was like, I respect the craft. And I, I got way too knowledge. I, here's the thing. I feel like the internet's kind of dangerous sometimes because you can figure out so much about something in such mm-hmm. a short amount of time. Agreed. And so like for me, I personally feel like knowledgeability-wise and things I understand and things I know about as far as bartending culture goes and whatnot, I could easily say I've been a bartender for like 23, 24 years. Have I? Absolutely no, not. But Would you think that if I was working behind a bar? No, not at all. But if you were just to sit across a table from me and talk to me about bartending, right. oh, I could easily convince you that I've been a bartender for 25 years.
1: Exactly. And, and the interesting thing about that in my opinion, is that the culture of bartending super
0: depends on where the fuck you are. Yeah. That's Ar- the whole reason for Arizona, the Seattle move. Exactly. Arizona ain't the spot.
1: It, Arizona? Okay. so Arab- it's,
0: a good, it's a good place to learn, is what I say. It's a good place to pick oh, up is. bartending because there's a lot of simple bars.
1: No, it is. If you want to start bartending, go to Arizona because Arizona is going to teach you the simplest of bartending. It's, it's super simplistic. Mm-hmm. Um, simple everything- and fast it's simple and fast. And if you want to learn, if you're going to make it as a bartender, go to Arizona because you're going to learn like you go to a high speed, high volume basic bar where you're pouring vodka red bulls or gin and tonics all fucking night long. You're going to learn can I handle the volume? Can you can I make six 600 of these non-cocktails a night.
0: Did I tell you about the time that I got somebody fired? No. So when I was working... uh, I'm super random
1: to what I was talking
0: about. It's it's about bartending. It's about bartending. So I was working at a bar that I can't name um, prior to the one that you work at now and after the one that I worked at before that one. Right. It was an an in-between gig where they Mm -hmm. granted me my own bar. They opened up this brand new bar on campus. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, on. but then they like laid me off because COVID hit them really hard and they had to close that second bar down because it wasn't bringing in enough business and they yeah. stuck to just the one yeah, bar model. Hey. <clears throat> they turned it into a pool room now, by the way.
1: Oh, that's dope.
0: Um <clears throat> yeah, it was me and I was put in charge of tra- training this girl who had never bartended before, but she had a degree in mixology. Whatever the fuck that means. That means that she went to two years of a technical school yeah, no, go fuck for college. college, and they taught her how to quote-unquote flare, yeah, that means and she should know her. taught her the, the theory of mixology, which is what we do on a pretty regular basis when you look at two different types of liquids, and you go, okay, that's the flavor notes of this, that's the flavor notes of this, do they match, yes or no? That's mixology yeah. down to a T. It's basically no, chemistry no. with booze.
1: I hear you. It means jack shit to nobody. If you're, if you're in the bartending world, or if you want to start bartending, don't go to a fucking bartending
0: don't, school. Don't, don't go to bartending school. There, there are very few country. places that require that.
1: There, no, there is nowhere that requires that. They want experience. Yeah, they want if experience. If you go to a bartending school, and you, you end up then going to a bar and being like, hey, I want a job, they're going to laugh at your dumb ass because you're dumb as shit.
0: Well, so this place hired her because she had a degree in mixology. So they were like, hey, we're going to bring this person on. All we want you to do is teach them the craft drinks that we make here that are specific to this establishment. I was like, okay. They're like, yeah, other than that, she knows exactly what she's doing. She went to college for it. And I was like, okay, cool. Day one, before I could even train her, she was breaking down and having like a mental breakdown plus anxiety attacks and everything for being Mm -hmm. swarmed with customers and whatnot. I literally, at the end of the shift, the manager told me, he was like, how would she do? And I was like, look, dude, I'm going to be fully transparent with you. She sucks. And he was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, I like her. She's a cool person. It's great. She's really pretty. She's charismatic. But she's never actually bartended before. And he was like, well, she has a degree. And I was like, yeah, in a classroom. Yeah, She's never made drinks in front of 100 people. She's never had to try to like get somebody who's been tapping their credit card and screaming at them to shut up Yeah, because they have to wait their turn. Seriously. She's not been in a position where she has to make fifteen drinks at once. She was put in a position to learn about how to ultimately craft one singular drink for really a well. small audience or of people, decently well. decently well with a little bit of flair. Yep. And he was like, "So, what do you recommend we do?" And I was like, "Honestly, dude, um, she's I don't not worth the time. She's fuck yeah, that she's idea. she's not she's not. No, I can run this bar by myself." Because That's what I was doing. I was running yeah. that whole bar by myself. Forty customers, easy. Yeah, Who got here yeah. first? Cool. We're gonna yeah. play the eye contact game. Make eye contact with yeah. me. Eye
1: contact. You know that everything. I've seen
0: you. I'll get to you when I can get to you. If you tap your credit card at me You're next, yeah. If you t- well, here's the thing for me though is that you ever get those people that are like this?
1: Oh, for sure.
0: Tapping no, their I credit do, card, do, or they it. like hold their hand up like they're raising a hand uh, in school.
1: Yeah.
0: If they're raising their hand, I'll be like. I'll look at them. I'll be like, I see you. I'll get to you when I can. Mm-hmm. But if they're tapping their credit card at me or shaking their head no Dude, or anything like grab that, I and throw it. I we'll won't even grab, grab it and throw it. I'll just it, when I finally get to them, they'll be like, finally, and I'll be like, yeah. Do you know, want to know? I'll be transparent with them. You want to know why? Because you were being impatient. With sure. that super disrespectful? I was like, how do you think I feel? There was thirteen people in front of you. Why should I serve you first? Because I was here first. No, I just said there were thirteen people in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was busy. Wait your turn.
1: Being able to. The biggest thing about bartending that I learned firsthand, <laughs> as well as, like, while being taught at the same time, was, like, watch the person that walks up first, second, third, fourth, and fifth.
0: Yeah, and after you, that, you, you
1: you need to keep the first five in line. After that, fuck it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And but
1: that was my biggest thing was, like, I kept the first five in line. After that, go fuck yourself.
0: Yeah. I I completely agree with that. But we have reached 54 minutes into the podcast, and in about one minute it's going to start warning us.
1: Brutal. Well, finish, finish, let's, let's keep talking until we can.
0: not I just don't want it to cut us off in the middle of our sentence.
1: Uh,
0: well, okay.
1: Well, it's, what time is it? Are we going to go into the second, are we going to go into round two tonight?
0: I, I can, I have work in the morning. Yeah,
1: we're not. Well, I appreciate everybody who listened.
0: Yeah, there it is. There's the there's the heads up warning for our time segment being 60 minutes. It's all good. I believe I can get it approved to be longer eventually. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the Midnight Perspective. If you want to follow us, um, we don't have any pages or anything like that set up yet. <laughs> it's really hard to get them set up. But uh, you can check out our podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcast, uh, Castbox. Um, I think uh, Stitcher. I the, think yeah
1: all the cast the podcast like all all the night. big ones uh, right now
0: tell we'll your friends have. tell your family about us if you can It'd be really cool um, if you want to show your support to the channel or anything like that go on to anchor dot uh, anchor dot fm slash the slash first as in one s t not f i r s t uh, dash phoenix and uh, you can show your support to the channel by donating we don't have a patreon page or anything like that set up yet it's not rec- uh it's Not enforced. Uh, We appreciate it, but you don't have to. It's just if you feel like being generous. Uh, But other than that, uh, take it easy and uh, stay drunk.
1: Or don't.